Hey, you're listening to Clumsy Theosis, a Catholic podcast that explores topics within the Catholic faith to help us deepen our spiritual lives, own our relationship with the Lord, and strengthen His church. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Hey, what's up? My name is Rochelle Lucero, and I am the host of the Clumsy Theosis podcast. This episode is going to go live on Good Friday, and so that's going to be a great time to contemplate those words that Jesus spoke on the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? These words can be very perplexing to us. They bring up a lot of questions like, did the father forsake Jesus? Did he abandon him? Was the father not moved by the agony of his only son? Or did something go wrong? Like, did Jesus not carry out his mission correctly so God didn't protect him? Is that the way that God operates? All of these are normal questions to have. All of these are actually very common questions to have. And there's nothing wrong with asking questions about the faith, especially the really hard questions, as long as you are searching for and you are open to the answers. Well, today, that's what I bring you, answers to these questions about these words that Jesus spoke on the cross. And the answer is actually really simple. And they all come from Psalm 22. This is a psalm that every Christian should know. Okay, so if you are a Christian, if you are a Catholic Christian, you should know this psalm, Psalm 22. In fact, Jesus wanted everyone to think about this psalm when they thought about his passion and his death. Psalm 22 is a prophetic prophecy about the passion. It was written by David as a prayer to God about one of the many times that he was persecuted and it contains his pleas for deliverance. But it also foretells the passion of Jesus with an eerie amount of detail that parallel what the gospel writers wrote about the passion. All right, it's wonderful to meditate on during this time of the year, especially today, Good Friday. Plus, it's just something that, like I said, every Christian should know. I mean, basically because Jesus wanted us to know it, right? Why else would he have said it on the cross? We will find out as we go through why he wanted us to know it, why he said it, and yeah. So here's the plan for today's episode. I will read through the psalm, and when I come to the verses that are paralleled in the gospel, I will give the scriptural location and read that out to you as well. So like, for example, verse 1 of Psalm 22 has a parallel in Mark. So I'm going to tell you exactly where that is in Mark, and then I'm going to read it out to you, okay? Psalm 22 has 31 verses, and not all of the verses have a like a direct parallel or a direct correlation to something that we can see in the Gospels regarding the Passion and the Crucifixion, but that doesn't mean that they don't apply to what's going on to Jesus on the cross. As I read them through, you will see that they still fit, and it, it, it depicts what's going on You'll see. You'll see as I go through. And then when we get to the end, we will cover exactly why Jesus spoke out the words, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And yes, I'm making you wait until the very end. I know, sneaky, sneaky. No, I'm joking. Um, I'm not joking about making you wait to the end, but I'm not trying to be sneaky. It's just that you will understand the answer a lot more better by the time we get to the end. And get ready because it might not be what you expected. But nevertheless, it will be a really good answer. 
And lastly, before we jump into what we're going to be doing, as always, any scripture references in this episode will be available for you in the show notes. So if you don't have a pen or paper handy or it's just unsafe for you to write things down right now while you're doing whatever it is that you're doing, you can head down to the show notes after you finish listening and I will have everything that you need available for you all typed up, all pretty like. All right, so Psalm 22, verse 1. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me from the words of my groaning? Mark fifteen thirty four, And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Psalm verses 2 through 6, O oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer, and by night, but find no rest. Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel, and you our fathers trusted. They trusted and you delivered them. To you they cried and were saved, and you they trusted and were not disappointed. But I am a worm and no man, scorned by men and despised by the people. Psalm 22 verses 7 through 8. All who see me mock me. They make mouths at me. They wag their heads. He committed his cause to the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him, for he delights in him. Matthew 27, 43. He trusts in God. Let God deliver him now, if he desires him. For he said, I am the Son of God. Psalm 22, verses 9 through 13. Yet you took me from the womb. You kept me safe upon my mother's breasts. Upon you was I cast from my birth. And since my mother bore me, you have been my God. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, and there is none to help. Many bulls encompass me, strong bulls of Bashan surround me. They open wide their mouths to me, like a ravening and roaring lion. Psalm verse 14. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax, it is melted within my breast. John 19 verse 34. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and at once there came out water and blood. Psalm twenty-two, fifteen. My strength is dried up like a piece of pottery, and my tongue cleaves to my jaws. You lay me in the dust of death. John nineteen twenty-eight. After this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, said, to fulfill the scriptures, I thirst. Psalm verse 16. Ye dogs are round about me. A company of evildoers encircles me. They have pierced my hands and feet. John 20, verse 25. And this is from, from Doubting Thomas. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the prints of the nails, and I place my fingers in the marks of the nails, and I place my hand in his side, I will not believe. Psalm 22, verse 17. I can count all my bones. They stare and gloat over me. Psalm 22, 18. They divide my garments among them, and for my remnants they cast lots. John 19, verses 23 through 24. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his garments and made four parts, one for each soldier, also his tunic. But the tunic was without seam, woven from top to bottom. So they said to one another, Let us not tear it, but cast lots for it, to see whose it will be. This was to fulfill the scriptures, that they parted my garments among them, and for my clothes they cast lots. Psalm 22, verses 19 through 22. But you, O Lord, are not far off. 
You are my help. Hasten to my aid. Deliver my soul from the sword, my life from the power of the dog. Save me from the mouth of the lion, my afflicted soul from the horns of the wild oxen. I will tell of your name to my brethren. In the midst of the congregation, I will praise you. Psalm 22, verse 23. Starting at verse 23, we're going to notice a very obvious change in the tone of this psalm. Instead of lamenting and pleading, we're going to hear praise of God. All right, so starting at verse 23. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you sons of Jacob, glorify him. And stand in awe of him, all you sons of Israel. Note that these are the words of someone who has been delivered. Back to Psalm 22, verses 24 through 25. For he has not despised or abhorred the affliction of the afflicted, and he has not hid his face from him, but has heard when he cried to him. From you comes my praise in my great congregation. My vow I will pay before those who fear him. This speaks of someone who is ready to give an offering to God in thanksgiving and to give witness to everything that God has done. Back to Psalm 22, verse 26. The afflicted shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek shall praise the Lord. May your hearts live forever. Here we have a subtle, not so subtle reference to the Eucharistic sacrifice and how it has been completed. And those who are satisfied live forever in the everlasting covenant. Now, Psalm 22, verses 27 through 31. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations shall worship before him. For dominion belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. Ye to him will all the proud of the earth bow down. Before him will bow all who go down to the dust, and he who cannot keep himself alive. Posterity will serve him, men will tell of the Lord to the coming generation, and proclaim his deliverance to a people yet unborn, that he has wrought it. All right, this is how this psalm ends. It ends on a really high note with the world, every person in the world, bowing down in worship of God and just praising him. And so I hope you liked this rundown of Psalm 22. You noticed Probably a little bit more than the first half, we had a lot of parallels to the gospel about the passion. But then after, I think it was verse 23, yeah, starting from verse 23 on, the tone changed to one of praise and one of thanksgiving and worship of God. Just remember that because we're about to answer the big question. And the big question is, why did Jesus say, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me during his passion and crucifixion while he was up on the cross? Before I give you that answer, I have to take a moment and remind you that Clumsy Theosis is 100% listener supported and that Clumsy Theosis is not yet fully funded. And that means that I dip into my own wallet in order to cover some of the expenses to keep Clumsy Theosis going. And I'd really love to not have to do that. More than that, I would really, really love to have some extra dollars in order to add to this ministry. So if you would like to help me with this endeavor, please consider donating to Clumsy Theosis. All you have to do is go to clumsytheosis.net and click the word donate in the menu. And when you're there, you can decide if you want to give a monthly donation and get some stuff in return, or if you just want to give a one-time donation, whatever floats your boat. Okay, so let's answer that question. In our Bibles, the Psalms have chapters, right? They help us to 
find specific psalms as well as how to reference them. Some Bibles even go so far as to have titles for all of the psalms, but that was not a thing during Jesus's lifetime. Instead, the psalms were referred to by the first couple of words or the first verse of that psalm. That was like its default title. So when Jesus said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Remember, that was the first line of Psalm 22. That's how we started off today's um, summary of this psalm. That was how you referred what we call today Psalm 22. And by Jesus saying that, all of the Israelites who heard that would think about the psalm, not just that first line. They would think about the psalm in its entirety. They would think about the story arc of the psalm. They would think about how the tone changed partway through and how it ended in what? It ended in victory, right? Things made a hard U-turn from lamenting to victory, not to mention to the conversion and salvation of all of the nations. So by Jesus saying, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He wanted the Israelites to see, look, I am fulfilling this psalm right now on the cross. There's still more to this psalm. This psalm is going to change. The psalm is going to give praise and it's going to end with the conversion and the salvation of the world. That is what I'm doing here on this cross. That is why I've gone through all that I have gone through. So take that, Satan, right? Anyways, I hope that you enjoyed this um, episode as much as I did. Take some time today and pray with this psalm. And like I said, all of this will be down in the show notes available for you. And remember, remember that every Christian should be familiar with this psalm for no other reason than the fact that Jesus thought that it was so important that he had to say as much during the agony that he was experiencing on the cross. He wanted to make sure people knew, knew that this psalm was being fulfilled in their presence and that it was not a defeat, but it was actually a triumph. And that's why every Christian needs to know this psalm. Until next week, I hope you have a blessed Easter. Peace out. Thank you for tuning in to Clumsy Theosis. I'm so happy that you've been able to hang out. If you want to learn more about Clumsy Theosis, you are more than welcome to visit my website, clumsytheosis.net. From clumsytheosis.net, you will also be able to contact me if you're interested in booking me as a speaker or if you're just feeling generous and you'd like to make a donation. Remember that together we can transform the world by letting the Lord transform us.